ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. How wise are you, Norman? Um, you know, when I was a kid, I was quite taken with the story of King Solomon. Okay. And... You wanted to cut a baby in half. Well, well, no, but this whole idea of wisdom, you know, so what should, you have your three wishes, what should you wish for? You know, all these things that you used to do when you were a kid, like your first cherry of the season, you're supposed to make a wish. So I would always wish for wisdom, but I, I you know, <laughs> just shows you what useless, how useless wishes are because they never I, came. That is actually incredibly wholesome, the idea of baby Dr. Norman Swan wishing for wisdom. And so many people trust you now. It's actually really lovely. Well, maybe the wish came true. Maybe old Solly up there was listening. Yeah. How many wisdom teeth do you have, though? Did you wish for those? I have a full complement. Four. I have two, but only You've because they took out... I was they took a bit out deficient. <laughs> I had three. I had three, and then they had to take one out because it was coming in the wrong way. And the other two, they actually took my molars out and my wisdom teeth grew down. And so on my left side... No, on my right side of my mandible... The, yeah. jaw, the movie part of your jaw, I have what's called third molar agenesis, which meant that my wisdom tooth never generated there. And this is the topic of today's Watch That Rash. It sure is. I am moderately wise health reporter Tegan Taylor on Jagger and Turable Land. And I'm the complete idiot Dr. Norman Swan <laughs> coming to you from Gadigaland. And Norman, today's question is from a very special question asker. It's actually from our producer, Shelby. And I reckon, look, Shelby, come in. Yeah, you need yeah. to read it for come yourself. Come on from come the on. control room. Do it yourself. You can't get out of this one. <laughs> so, Shelby, thanks for coming in. Yes. And uh, meet our What's That Rash audience directly. Hi, guys. Shelby's the person you've got to thank for What's That Rash because she actually <laughs> makes it happen. Why the question about wisdom teeth? And what is the question? Because I'm in pain, Norman. Oh, no. <laughs> now you tell us. It wasn't just us. No, no. I've been, my wisdom teeth are trying to come in. I thought I'd made it to the point where they wouldn't, but they're trying to come in and they hurt. And I'm wondering why in the world am I dealing with this pain? They're not doing anything for me except giving me a massive dental bill, which I don't <laughs> want to pay. Okay. So I think the question is, why the heck have I got my wisdom teeth? Yeah, what are they all what, about? What happens if I just leave them? Will I be okay? Okay. Well, Shelby, I think it's time for us to do a deep dive. Great. Let's go. Look, it's, this is one of those typical, what turns out to be quite typical, what's that rush question, which is a simple question. What is it? And it uncovers this Doctor Who TARDIS <laughs> of information. Any opportunity that we get to talk about human evolutionary biology is my favourite. And this is such a good one because obviously this has evolved for some reason. It's been passed on through the generations of humans for some reason. And yet they seem to cause us nothing but a world of hurt these days. Was there ever a time when having wisdom teeth was a survival advantage for humans? Like that's why it would have been passed down. Is It's what got people to be able to reproduce and pass those genes on. Well, as much as you can ever know in evolution, the answer is yes. And by looking at comparative animal populations and you look at the paleopathological record, essentially they're, called, they're third molars. So these are the third molars at the back of your mouth. They appear, at least in us, relatively late, in late adolescence, maybe your early 20s, they start to appear. They actually but, don't even start forming in your mouth until you're about seven years old. 
Yes. Now, whether that's an evolutionary thing or not is another matter. Let's go back to where you've got well-formed third molars, which probably in, its t- in their time didn't cause problems. And this is when we or animals had larger mouths to chew roots, nuts. Basically, we were not eating refined, soft foods. And you needed more tooth than a bigger mouth to get through it all and grind it all up. And whereas now we probably barely use your third molars, your wisdom teeth, if indeed you've got them. But the fact of the matter is, at the moment, we just don't use that part of our mouth very much for chewing. Whereas when we eat unprocessed diets, we needed to have those teeth there. Yeah, I think humans, homo sapiens, as we currently exist, are pretty relatively new kids on the block. And there's a lot of things that we sort of have that are hangovers from lifestyles that we no longer enjoy. Yeah, and if you think of the pictures you've seen of other versions of the homo species, they had much bigger jaws. So their jaws were actually really quite big. And as we've evolved, our jaws have become smaller and smaller. And that's the problem for the wisdom tooth, is that there's less and less space for the wisdom tooth to break through. Right. So are we saying that wisdom teeth are sort of like an evolutionary overhangover? Or an underhangover, yes. (laughs) Overbite? Underbite? And that's why Shelby's got a problem, is that Shelby's got a mouth with wisdom teeth coming through that's not big enough to take the wisdom tooth, and it gets impacted against other teeth there at the back of the mouth, and you get inflammation, you get infection, you can even get more dental decay in the next teeth and, uh, and create that problem. But, I mean, the other fascinating thing I discovered, which I didn't know, but I think you did to some extent, Tegan, is the genetics of wisdom teeth. Yeah, I do have a story about the genetics of wisdom teeth from within my own family. So my sisters-in-law are identical twins and, you know, it's the whole thing. They share dreams and they talk about, you know, how similar they are. But when it came to having their wisdom teeth taken out when they needed to, they discovered when they did the x-rays that they had a different number of wisdom teeth to each other. One of them had the full set And one of them only had three. And that blew my mind because you think, well, these people are genetically identical. So surely they have the same (laughs) dental record. And then um, I I looked into it and it's actually, it's not common, but it isn't out of the question that, yes, identical twins can have different numbers of wisdom teeth. So there must be, as much as there is a genetic component, it's not only genetics. No, there's more to it than that. And it's also in terms of your ethnic background. So Bangladeshis have about a 38% incidence of what's called third molar agenesis, in other words, not producing wisdom teeth. Koreans, it's 41%. India, rather than Bangladesh, it's 11%. 100% of indigenous Mexicans have third molar agenesis. So, so they varies, just don't get wisdom teeth? They just don't get wisdom teeth and it sort of varies a lot around the world. That is crazy. They've obviously um, more evolved than than us. So when there's not room in the mouth, they can get impacted, like you said, they can cause dental problems That's and they can cause pain, like Shelby said, which is why so many people do have them removed. What goes into the decision to remove a wisdom tooth or let it stay put? Well, that's a debate amongst dentists. So I think there's little debate amongst dentists that if you are getting pain, if you're getting inflammation, you're getting infection, you've had an abscess, or you're damaging the molars next to the wisdom tooth, those are indications that you're probably better off without it. The debate is, should you, given that 
impact of third molars is really common. You know, some studies have impaction up to 70% of the population. I mean, it's just a big problem out there in the community. But should everybody have their third molars out, their wisdom teeth out, to prevent the problem arising and to give more space in the mouth for the other teeth to develop? And I think a lot of people come down on the side as this is an unnecessary operation. You should really only have it done if you've got problems because the surgery to remove it is not necessarily totally benign. Right. It's a bit like having your tonsils out or whatever. You, there needs to be sort of a, a good enough reason to go past the status quo and intervene, that sort of first do no harm sort of thing. Yes. So, for example, if you need to dissect the bone away to remove the tooth, which is the complete removal of the wisdom tooth, and you, you go in and you dissect away the bone so you can get in and, and, oh, okay. and remove the tooth with its roots completely. In some people, that can be very close to really important nerves. And if those nerves get damaged, you can end up with you know, a disability in your face. So that, again, not entirely benign. Surgeons will know if they're worried about that in terms of the anatomy of the face. And what they can do with some people is what they call a coronectomy, which is they remove the top of the wisdom tooth, but the underlying bone is intact. So in most experienced hands of oral surgeons, no problems, but you do run that risk. You shouldn't have it done unnecessarily. What did people used to do in the olden days? I think I always thought that wisdom teeth were sort of there to kind of be like, well, you're probably going to like have some of your teeth fall out of your head anyway, so here's some extras just in case. But it doesn't sound like that is the case. Well, I think some dental historians believe that in times gone by, we were eating a much tougher diet. This is not the Paleolithic diet, but even almost within living memory, you're eating a much tougher diet. The meat would have been tougher. You'd have been eating the crust on bread. And you may well have actually had a much healthier mouth developing than now. So are we seeing more wisdom tooth impaction now with our soft namby-pamby diet than we <laughs> used to have when... When men were men and women were women. What is that's this? That's right, and chewing on the jerky at <laughs> breakfast time. Is this like a, another industrial revolution? Is this another thing we can pin on the industrial revolution? Um, well, I think it's another thing we can pin on the soft food, I mean, the fast food industry. I think it must be fairly easy to fact-check this, Norman. Like, there, we have dental records for people who lived before... <laughs> 100 years ago. Like, is there evidence that people had their wisdom teeth through to adulthood a couple of generations ago? What we know from the paleopathological record is that, and again, this varies, but they have found preserved bodies from thousands of years ago. And in these bodies, the bones are the best preserved part, including the teeth, and you can tell what they ate, where they found impacted wisdom teeth. So it's not a new thing. They did get them, and people probably died in pain. And one of the drivers for early dentistry was pain relief. Mm. So we now have anaesthetics, which is lovely, and we have antibiotics, which is even better. What's wisdom tooth removal look like these days? You sort of hinted at it before. Yeah, two main operations, really. One is complete removal, which really requires dissection, removal of some of the bone, varies a lot, and then either removal of the tooth in separate parts or as a whole, usually in separate parts, so that you get, the, you get completely removed versus the coronectomy, which I don't think is done that often, where you just shave off the surface of the tooth and leave the underlying tooth in there 
because the surgeon's worried about pranging a nerve and taking it out. So, I mean, Norman, to summarise Shelby's uh, the answer to Shelby's question in one or two sentences, basically wisdom teeth have been useful to us historically, maybe less so these days, and it's not just a question of ripping them out willy-nilly. There's got to be a reason to take them out. That's right. If you've got symptoms, see a dentist, have a chat about it. It doesn't have to come out because this is just discomfort. But probably there's a bit of an imperative if you've got infection there and an abscess. But talk to your dentist and there's no point in putting up with pain that you don't have to. Well, I think we might need to bring Shelby back in and get her verdict. Did we answer your question, Shelby? Yes, and grossed me out. Yeah, I think that was probably a little terrifying in parts. How are you feeling now about your impending wisdom tooth journey? Not good. I don't feel like I have much of an option, though. I don't really want to live in pain forever, so... Yeah, and you don't want to be dug up in 11,000 years. The show will be both. Have future historians judging you. Yeah, I don't want to become a scientific case study that no, no. we talk about on this show. <laughs> no, this the biggest question is whether the ABC pays you enough to have your wisdom teeth out, but that's a story for another What's That Rash. <laughs> Well, thank you, Shelby, for your question. And if you, friends, have a question, you can email us, thatrash at abc.net.au. Or if you have a weird tooth story, I would actually really love to be properly grossed out by some people's tooth stories. One of our colleagues had a friend who used to make jewellery out of people's teeth. I don't even know whose teeth they were, but they were so creepy. So if you reckon you can top creepy tooth jewellery, I want to hear about it. Thatrash at abc.net.au. Tell everybody you know about this fabulous new podcast called What's That Rash? Get them to subscribe. And you can also tell them and yourself to follow us at ABC Health on Instagram, which is also a channel where you can ask us your questions. And you can see me making myself up and you can see Tegan getting delayed onset muscle soreness. (laughs) All that and more at ABC Health on Insta. Uh, And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.